Welcome to the Akko Shiurim series, dedicated in memory of Rabbi Daniel Levi Zatzal. Hello, welcome back. Continuing our discussion about Saki, um, the, how it relates to the problem of Vishal Akum. Um, yet in the previous segment, we discussed two potential aterium. Number one is that the rice is steamed, not cooked, and number two, that it's produced on specialized equipment. Today, we're going to talk about another angle to avoid the issue of Vishal Akum. And that is that according to the Shachnar, according to the Gemara, the only time there's a problem with Bishalakam is if the, pro- if the product is Ayla al Shulchamalachim. Now, we all assume that rice is Ayla al They would serve rice by royal banquet, and therefore, presumably, it would be subject to Bishalakam. However, like we said, the rice which is used for sake production is unique. They use a very specialized type of rice um, and grown special for sake production. You would never use that type of rice in your home to eat supper. Never. It's a specialized type of rice with a very different type of flavor. Um, and and number two is that it's uh, milled, like we said. So it comes out like a small, uh, chubby, round type of rice. Certainly in appearance, it would not be suitable to serve a shekhoshach. Um, and in fact, that was one of the purposes of my trip to Japan. So we could see firsthand um, whether this type of rice, as it's produced, would be Ayelal Shulcham Malachim or not. Um, when I visited the, the Saki facility, we had the opportunity to sample the rice straight out of the steamer, um, and there's no question that it was it was not very enjoyable. It was uh, chewy, rubbery, dry, and starchy. Nothing you'd want to eat yourself, and certainly not to serve by a royal banquet. Um, I even had a little packet of uh, rice and pe- of uh, salt and pepper, which I had uh, took from the airplane, put it on the rice, and it still was not enjoyable. Uh, it was, certainly wasn't um, Like we said, the reason for that is very simply: um, they they mill the rice, they, they're they're removing the fat and protein, they're getting the the, the starch in the center, um, and uh, it, it's it's very kept very dry during production in order to uh, allow it to do their sake production, and therefore both of those together, the dry heat makes it that it's not enjoyable. It's not a shochamalachim, both due to taste and appearance. However, um, Rabbi Kuber suggested that perhaps the only reason it's not enjoyable uh, is because it hasn't been fully cooked. Perhaps further cooking would enhance the rice and make it a shochamalachim. Um, now, wh- wh- where do we find such a concept in halacha? Uh, it's very clear, because there seems to be at first glance, a steer on the Shulchanar. On the one hand, we paskin that in order to be subject to Bishal Arkham, something has to be Ayla Shulchan suitable to be served by a royal banquet. But on the other hand, we paskin clearly to Fursh Gemara that food which is which is cooked Kemaichel Ben Drusai is already subject to Bishal Arkham. Is it possible that something which is only cooked Kemaichel Ben Drusai would be Ayla Shulchan What's the shot? It seems to be a, a direct contradiction. So the Dvar of Ram says that it's not a contradiction at all. That the only time something which is nechal kamechal ben jusai is subject to bishalakim is only if, with further cooking, it would eventually subsequently become suitable to be ayla shulcham alachim. If if it will indeed be subject be ayla shulcham alachim with further cooking, then it's usher even now when it's only kamechal ben jusai. The only time something which is usher kamechal ben jusai is if, with further cooking, it would be ayla shulcham alachim. And therefore, it says the Dvar Avram, uh, if, if you have a product which is now is Kemachal Ben Jusai, 
prepared by a guy, and with further cooking, it could be made to be Ayala Shechomalach, and that would be a problem. So, indeed, I took some uh, sample of rice back to Chicago, um, and we cooked it up a little more, and uh, and it, it was delicious. It tasted like regular rice. Um, we, we showed it to, to passed around the office, showed it to Ravris and uh, our Abbezdin, and he felt as well that it would be suitable to be Ayala Shechomalach at that point. And therefore, uh, presumably, the heter of Eina Eila Shulchan would not apply to, uh, to to Saki, and it would be a problem as well. The final potential heter for the problem of um is that it's a liquid. Uh, like we started off saying is that there are many alcoholic beverages which are cooked, uh, like, for example, uh, whiskey, which is made from cooked corn, uh, like bourbon, for example, or scotch, which is cooked malt. Uh, why are those not subject to Bishalakum? And the answer is that it's based on a tesis of Anazar. The tesis says that liquids, um, where the grain is secondary to the water, is not subject to Bishalakum. Like, for example, coffee. Why is coffee not subject to Bishalakum? The answer is because it's primarily water. Beer is primarily water, says tesis, and that's why you make a shahakal on it, um, because it's uh, the, the water is the primary ingredient, and there's no Bishalakum on water. So perhaps one could say that the fourth heter for Bishalakam on Saki is that it's a liquid and it's um, it would not be uh, subject to Bishalakam. However, there's a fundamental difference between beer and other whiskeys and Saki. The difference is very simple. Um, when a person is making beer, so they take grain and they cook it in water and then they extract the water and the water is then going to be produced further into beer or whiskey production. However, with sake, it's not like that at all. First, they steam the rice. As we said, the rice is edible. It's not the greatest rice, it can be improved, but it's certainly edible rice. Then they take the rice and they process it further. But there is a point in time where the rice is isolated from the water, from the cooking or the steam for that matter, um, and it's fully edible. So presumably at that point, you should already be usher, we should be shalakam, and it shouldn't help the fact that it's going to be subsequently turned into liquid. And therefore, it's very different than the tastes of Navarazara and very different than other types of alcoholic beverages such as beer and whiskey. However, um, one could argue that it still is because um, since the whole point of the steaming production is in order to turn it into liquid, um, presumably it should not be locked in at that stage of Bishalakam. And a, a very comparable halacha would be to rice milk. Um, where they take the rice and cook it in order to get to get the liquid. Um, even if it were so that the rice was, were, were edible at some point in time, there's definitely an argument to say um, that it's, um, it should not be locked in because the whole point of this steaming, cooking, production stage is only to get to the next stage, which is liquid, and therefore would be subject to the heter of tesis that it's a liquid. So just to summarize, there are four potential aterium to get out of the problem of Bishalakam with regards to sake. Um, number one is that it's steamed, not cooked. Number two, it's produced on specialized equipment. Uh, number three is that it may not be Eilo Shulchan which it, it, that's not the greatest argument. And number four um, is that it's a liquid um, and not subject to Bishalakam. So those all four, in a, by those four Bitsirif certainly would be a very strong argument to say that sake is not subject to the problem of Bishalakam.